1: Done.
2: It's Let's ride
0: for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. <laughs>
1: what's going on dodgers fans thank you for listening to another episode of the incline dodgers podcast we are presented by the fan-sided podcast network kevin klein here hope you guys have been having a good month of january getting closer to spring training just a little over a month away 69 days till opening day so that's pretty nice um your dodgers haven't done much recently there's been some personnel changes Earlier this afternoon, they announced that Stephen Nelson of MLB Network and Apple TV Plus is joining the Dodgers broadcast booth, if you're familiar with his voice. Speculation is he'll be announcing 50 games as Joe Davis is kind of working his way over to being the main man of Fox. So we'll see how that shakes out later on this season. And then in the higher ups, Chris Wood- Chris Woodward's coming back to the Dodgers. He'll be some type of special assistant to the GM. He was the Dodgers third base coach from 2016 to 2018. But other than that, not too much going on. Miguel Rojas was interviewed by Chris Rose just recently, and he talked about him, what he's expecting as he makes his return back to the Dodgers. He's looking to be a mentor and leader, kind of like you guys pointed out last week when the Dodgers had acquired him. and He's, he's actually already working with Miguel Vargas and helping him improve defensively and he's going to reach out to Diego Cartaya as well. So that's exciting stuff right there. But that's all I got right now in terms of Dodger news. Jake Reiner, how's how are things going for you?
2: Things are going well. I'm getting excited for uh, spring training, which is really close. Uh, you just you know, mentioned how far away we are from opening day, but spring training is very, very close. Um, and I'm also really pumped for the World Baseball Classic coming up in March. Uh, I'm going to try to make an effort to get to Arizona to see some of those games. Cause I'm really pumped for this USA team. It's the most stacked I've ever seen it since uh, the world baseball classic began. So really excited for that. Um, I think the addition of Steven Nelson is, is, is great. I think that the Dodgers uh, probably wanted to uh, find someone else to be on the, uh, the TV side uh, when Joe Davis has his Fox uh duties that he needs to attend to um so it means that tim Neverett, friend of the show will probably just be exclusively on radio and then you've got steven nelson filling in so the the reaction's been pretty positive from all dodgers fans out there so that's pretty cool Uh, a lot of cooks in the kitchen though Uh, a lot of different broadcasters the dodgers have so we'll see how that pans out and then chris woodward uh, i'm glad he's coming back to the dodgers he was uh Pretty decent third base coach, although that that one blunder, uh, as as we've all pointed out in the uh, 2017 World Series will will haunt him forever. But I'm glad I'm glad he's back. So, yeah, just getting excited for spring training for sure.
1: All right, David Rosenthal, anything new with you or should we just get into some listener questions right away? Let's get into it. All right. A couple good questions. I think I'd like to start off with this one. I think this is a first time first time questionnaire from this listener. So want to give a special shout out. Um, really appreciating this question. And it comes from at Grubbin Gunner on Twitter. Who's going to be the Dodgers comeback player of the year? And he would like us to know that he's got his eyes on Max Muncy. So, guys, is Max Muncy your pick for the comeback player of the year or are you going somewhere else?
3: that's that's definitely my pick I mean you saw it you saw him come back to life in the second half of last year uh and then you throw in the sh- the shift being banned and it's it's a perfect storm for Muncie I think he's a year removed from that shoulder injury uh he's primed for a bigger role offensively this year with a lot of departures I think you're going to see him hitting no less than fifth at any point probably in the four four hole I would guess so I I think he's set up really well to succeed with No more, you know, short right fielder, the shortstop playing in short right field against him. So you're going to see his average go up in my opinion, and you're going to see his production go up.
2: Jake. Yeah, I think, I think if we all took a poll, we'd probably would select Max Muncie as the person we thought that would be the comeback player of the year. Um, Kevin always likes to go a, a weird different direction at all times, but um my my pick would be um, Dustin May. Um, that's that's who my you pick. Re- yeah. oh, okay, <laughs> Dustin May. But I I I just want to put it out there that I would have chosen Muncie over Dustin May. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Dustin May. I think uh, if he is healthy and is pitching, he's going to be great. I mean, we saw what happened before he got injured in May of twenty one. He was lighting the world on fire, dominating the best hitters in the league. Uh, dominating um, Manny Machado. So I, I think if he's healthy and ready to go um I, I think he's, he's going to, it, it, it's, it's almost as if we acquired him in the off season. Like that's kind yeah, of 100%. the way I look at it. Um, So for him to be healthy on the mound, I think he's going to be the comeback player of the year.
1: I think Dustin may is the, the easy pick five starts in 2021 over 23 innings he had 35 strikeouts the stuff people were saying this is jacob de and then yeah he had the tommy john surgery and this most past most recent season was going to be a lost cause no matter what just because of coming off the tommy john not having the mechanics now he gets a full off season and spring training to work out with the guys and as long as he can stay healthy i think he's going to look like those early flashes of that 2021 Dustin may I'm talking 20 to 28 starts somewhere in that range, depending how the Dodgers are going to manage his workload. And he should have a K through nine, probably 10 or 11. I would estimate at least one strikeout per inning.
2: Definitely. And I think some honorable mentions here could be Chris Taylor. Um, That would be a nice to see him bounce back. Um, in the second year of that, that huge contract we gave him. And then uh, Gavin Lux too. Um, Gavin Lux you know, kind of injured in and out of the lineup last season. Uh, the spotlight's going to be pretty bright on him at shortstop. So uh, those are the two kind of honorable mentions there too. I'm
1: not sleeping on Noah Syndergaard either. This, this could be a really breakout season for him. I, uh, I th- like
3: forgot he was a Dodger. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the potential comebacks of about Jason Hayward and J.D. Martinez. How about
3: Daniel Hudson? Yeah, that's a great com- candidate. I think he's going to come back and maybe lock down 30 saves this year. We'll I'm see. insistent that he's going to be the closer.
2: Going to be electric when they name him closer.
1: At Castillo Jason, gentlemen, I would like to hear your predictions on the opening day lineup, including starting pitcher.
3: Okay, I can I can take the lead on this one. Go for so it. So you're going to see Julio Arias start. Uh, I think he's earned that. I think Kershaw would agree. This is kind of tough to predict because there's a lot of platoons and we don't know maybe a possible trade, but they are going to face Arizona. It's going to be Zach Gallin, uh on the mound for Arizona, right-handed pitcher. So I'm going to go with Betts in right field, Freeman at first base, hitting second, Smith hitting third, catching. Muncy at second base, hitting fourth. J.D. Martinez at D.H. hitting fifth. Gavin Lux at shortstop, hitting sixth. Miguel Vargas at third base, hitting seventh. Chris Taylor hitting eighth in center. And hitting ninth in center field, I'm going to go with James Outman. I I think he's going to get a real shot to win that job in spring training. And I think with the right-handed pitcher on the mound, it's going to be him or Trace Thompson unless there's a trade. And I think he's going to have a good spring training. I mean, everything we saw from him last year was phenomenal. So I have no reason to think otherwise that that's what we're going to get from him. So I'm going to put him in the opening day lineup.
1: I think the Dodgers are going to go back to Clayton Kershaw to being their opening day starter. I don't know if this is his last season, but it very well could be. And I think the nostalgia factor is just going to weigh very heavily on the fans and Dave Roberts. So I think they give him the nod out of respect. And as good as Urias has been, I wouldn't necessarily say he's earned being opening day starter. He is also on his contract year, so I'm sure they'd be doing him kind of a favor by giving him the opening day credit that would essentially boost his value in free agency potentially. But I think they will go Clayton Kershaw Um, lineup wise. I think I agree with everything across the board. I'm still not entirely sold that this is the complete roster yet, but given everything that they have, um, it will be a big battle between James Altman and Trace Thompson. I would imagine with Jason Hayward kind of, fighting his way into making the roster. And I'm sure that'll happen as long as he doesn't have a disaster spring training, they they'll have some roster flexibility once Walker Bueller and Blink Trident can move to the 60 day. But yeah, I think I'm just not really ready to make up my mind on who's starting it until I see more in spring training.
2: Is it, is it a home game or away game on opening day? I mean, cause that could determine whether or not they go Kershaw or, or Arias. Yeah. Kershaw could be the home opener, Mm -hmm. but I would go either way. I think, I I think we uh, would be better off going with Julio Rios just, just based on the the fact that he kind of took over as the ace uh, this past season. So I I would lean towards Julio. It is home. By the way, it is home. Okay. So then, then it could be either Julio or Kershaw could, you know, you never know. Um, it, it may behoove them to go with Kershaw actually just for the, for the home crowd. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I agree, uh, that, you know, kind of with the rest of the lineup that you guys were saying spring training is going to be one of the most competitive spring trainings that we've seen in a while because there's so many openings and so many guys not only fighting to be on the roster, but fighting to be in the starting lineup, fighting for a position. So we're going to see that Outman, Trace Thompson, Chris Taylor, I think needs to prove that he had a good spring um, just to see where these guys are so that we know who, who we're going to be relying on starting most days uh, in and out of the lineup. So, Again, it's it's a wait and see. And I'm with Kevin on this. You know, I I just don't know that we're we're done with this roster at this point. Um, But as it stands, I I like it. I really do like it. I think I think it's as as solid as it gets. And I think the fact that nobody is really paying attention or really not really ranking us anywhere near the top in any of these like power rankings or, you know, top rotations, top bullpens, all that stuff. I love that. I I, I would love. I love to fly under the radar and kind of prove everybody wrong because this team is much better than people think it is.
1: All right, let's get into this new draft, and this draft will be brought to you by TickPick, who's offering a brand new feature on their app and website: price freeze, which essentially means. Have you ever wanted to go to an event, but you're worried about pricing increasing? Well now you can freeze prices and save money through the TickPick price freeze feature and you can also save 10 bucks by using the promo code incline on the app your first purchase of $49 or more that's just TickPick no service fees great product NFL wildcard or NFL divisional round after a crazy wildcard weekend so use use TickPick go see your favorite sports team go to a concert proud supporter of the incline and this draft i don't know exactly how to explain this draft so i'll let david explain in a second but what i think's going on here is craziest blunders of all time not just sports but in the history of anything we're gonna each do a five roster five snake draft um is there anything i'm missing david no i mean that's pretty much it
3: uh we're gonna draft the world's biggest blunders in all of history any topic whatever you think the biggest blunder committed by anybody was this is what we're drafting and uh we're going to compile like kevin said five each and then we're going to have people vote on it and determine a winner of who who nailed this the most so we do need a draft order kevin
1: jake pick a number between 1 and 100
2: <laughs> what i what i said while i was muted 42
1: there All right. go, Jackie Robinson. David, what is your number? 77. All right. James I'll, Altman. <laughs> I'll go with my favorite number, 25. And here's the generate. I don't know if you can see it.
3: We'll trust you, Kevin. It's okay.
1: 54. So, Jake, you were the closest. You will go first. And then looks like I would be second. <laughs> Great,
2: I have to go first. <laughs> Wait. <laughs>
1: can Kevin, do you want to go
3: second or third? Can I just pick?
1: I'll go second. All right.
2: Jake, you are on the board. All right. Um, I am the worst candidate for this, but I, I did some research on this. And I was trying to think of what would you know, what what blunder had a long lasting impact afterwards, after it occurred. Um, And so I have a bunch on my board, but I think I'm going to go with a personal blunder. And this was the 1994 World Cup. This uh, you may know this as the ESPN documentary 30 for 30, the two Escobars. Yeah. So I'm going with Andres Escobar scoring, scoring his own goal in the 1994 world cup for Colombia, And the blunder ended up getting him killed. So I think that it, un- as unfortunate as it, as it was um, he scored his own goal. Um, and then, he was murdered uh shortly thereafter at a nightclub.
3: All right. That's yeah. That's that's
1: that's definitely worthy of a first-round pick. Thank I'm you. changing the tone here. This was the easiest one for me. I'm going with England, Britain blowing a 13 colony lead. <laughs> this is maybe one of the biggest David and Goliath disasters ever. First of all, there was like 50,000 loyalists that were loyal to england and england said ah nah, we don't trust you bro we're gonna use our own troops the whole way that king george the third handled this colony to begin with the taxation without representation pissing off the colonists little did he know that this 13 colonies would eventually become 50 states and what is now the united states of america more powerful than england but you take it all back to 1776 everything was in England's court, and they blew it.
3: Also on my board. Solid pick. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go bookend picks here. I'm honestly surprised this didn't get chosen first or second, but my first overall pick is going to be the Titanic. I mean, that you was on my board. can't let that happen. You just <laughs> can't. Uh, I mean, you are trying to start a whole new industry of luxury travel, passenger cruise ships. You got a couple thousand people on board. And you just hit an iceberg you just you just can't let that happen so that set back the entire cruise boat industry whatever obviously it was also a tragedy they made the movie about it there was probably room on the on the little floorboard for for leonardo dicaprio as well but in terms of blunders this is this is up there i mean you just like i said it just can't happen it just can't happen
2: can i can that i add something th- that was cause... my number three
1: yeah, Can I add ahead, something? Cause
2: that was on my board. It's just the arrogance. Okay. So this, this ship had the capacity to carry 64 lifeboats, which would have saved more than 3,500 people. And instead they only carried 20 lifeboats. Yeah. Also all around, apparently the, the guys watching out for the iceberg didn't have binoculars. What is that?
3: Like, what are we doing? Like
2: you're, they the said whole, it. The and, and they world also
3: is watching you do this.
2: And, the, and also determining that it was an unsinkable ship, that was dumb too.
3: Yeah, that's like Dave Roberts saying we're going to win the World Series <laughs> no matter what. It's like, you know, you got to back it up if you're going to say that shit.
2: Yeah, good pick.
3: Okay, my second round pick is going to be the Trojans accepting the Trojan horse into the gates of Troy from the Greeks. ten year Siege. 10 years siege in this war in this war the greeks are outside the city for 10 years they cannot break through they're on the brink of going home packing it up calling it a night see you later and the last ditch effort you're going to make a wooden trojan horse and if you're a trojan if you're the king king priam what are you doing you have the war won it's over they're gone it is good night and because you're so arrogant And you're like, oh, well, this is like a nice gesture. After 10 years, you're going to accept this into the city. Just can't do it. Biggest blunder ever. Uh, Obviously, we know what happens. The city got absolutely ransacked, destroyed, burned. King dies. Everybody dies. All because you let this stupid little wooden horse inside the gates of your city. You had the war won. You blew it. You blew a huge lead. Three to one lead, 13 colony lead. This is worse. This is one of the biggest blunders in history. You just can't do that. You had it won. It's over.
1: That's a very good historical reference, but kind of oh, put just me wait. to sleep, just not going to lie. Let me give just you wait. something better, a bi- a bigger blunder that I think more people care about. How about the Boston Red Sox selling Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees for $60,000? The Maybe the greatest baseball player ever that some would say He went on to hit 659 home runs for the Yankees, won them four world series. And what happened to the Red Sox? They were in put, they were put into an 80 plus year drought, the Buckner air, all the curses of the Bambino. Meanwhile, Babe Ruth and the Yankees were just crushing everyone left and right. They won four world series. And it's not like he was bad with the Red Sox. They won three world series with Babe Ruth. So cheap bastard. Karma was a bitch. Uh, 2004, they finally flipped the script, but that doesn't matter. Babe Ruth, huge blunder right there. Solid.
2: All right. So for my second pick, I'm going a little political on us here. So I'm going with the 2000 election, Bush v. Gore, the recount. They were recounting the votes in Florida. Then the Bush team appealed to the Supreme Court. They stopped the recount. Bush ended up winning. Because he had the Electoral College, even though Gore had the popular vote. Anyway, so Bush wins. And because of that, we kind of are set on a crash course that leads to the unnecessary evasion of Iraq and all of the deaths that came from that. So it was just the domino effect from that point. So I'm going 2000 election.
3: Some hanging
1: chads.
2: Hanging chads. Pap Buchanan. I mean, the whole thing. Yeah. All right. You got another pick. Right. (laughs) Okay. I'm going entertainment on us. Okay, Blockbuster in the year 2000, we're sticking with the same era. Blockbuster in the year 2000 could have bought Netflix for $50 million because Netflix was in trouble financially. They could have bought Netflix for $50 million, but the CEO of Blockbuster thought it was a joke. And they didn't end up buying Netflix. Well, we saw what happened to Blockbuster. They filed for bankruptcy. All their stores went belly up except for that one in Bend, Oregon. And the rest is history. And it's a, and it's a bummer, too, because I miss Blockbuster. It was a childhood thing. Um, and now Netflix is sort of like a, a, a giant in the entertainment world. So huge mistake there for Blockbuster. You
1: had that. You had that one stolen for me because I was going to go with that one later on. I don't know. If, you probably looked that one up. I I just knew that one off the top of my head. But are you saying Jake
3: reached for that in the second round or third round?
1: I don't think he reached, but he clearly did some googling, like he said.
2: Well, wow. I knew that. I knew that that had happened, but I had to look up the year, how much money it was. Like I had right. to. To be fair, sure, right. I didn't it, know that that happened. So okay i thought it was a good one well there you go educational here we go well as long as
1: you knew that happened then you have my respect for that pick thank you all right i'm moving things around here we're going back to my patriotic ways this country can't do anything right we're going to bash russia here because they sold alaska to the united oh, states that was <laughs> my next parade. <laughs> that was on $1. my board 2, $2 million dollars <laughs> little did the russians know that alaska is a paradise of oil we're talking a multi-billion dollar state because of the alaskan pipeline and the natural resources that they have so russia took the huge l there once again to the usa because we know what's up we got alaska one of the biggest all-time fleeces ever so welcome to the usa alaska
3: all right well i just got cucked out of my third round pick but i will i will persevere Two cents an acre, by the way, two cents an acre for Alaska. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to shift same kind of, uh, you know, mindset here. I'm going to go with the Louisiana purchase. I'm going with France selling pretty much half of the United States to America for $18 per square mile in 1803. That's parts of Arkansas, Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Mexico, Texas, the Dakotas, Wyoming, Montana, and Colorado for basically nothing. They just needed to, they, they were having their own troubles in their own country, and they just wanted to just get rid of it. Awful. You basically are responsible for creating most of the United States. So all-time blunder. You could have got way more from us. Your own troubles kind of cost you there. So So France, you kind of blew that one in terms of what you got back in the return. fourth round starting off i know you guys probably won't have this one but i'm just going to get it out of out of the books here you're probably going to be bored kevin if you were bored about the trojan horse one so <laughs> strap in the fall of constantinople in 1453 <laughs> one of the worst blunders in human history one of the most fortified cities to ever exist on the planet this is the this is the roman empire this is the Byzantine empire after they had moved the capital from Rome to Constantinople in what is modern day Turkey. Now you completely blew this siege. Uh, the, the Ottomans led by Sultan Mehmet II, were, were trying to conquer. It. They had been caught con- trying to conquer it for decades. Finally, Justinian, the emperor in Rome eventually was, is responsible for this city falling and, and, the biggest blunder of all is he had called for help from reinforcements from the pope and the pope just sat on his hands and delayed it and he sent a genovese fleet and it got there with soldiers three days after the fall so not only that apparently a byzantine soldier also left a a gate open to the city where the event eventually the ottomans broke through and took over and that's why we see that's why the Middle East is what it is today. That That is responsible for the entire region, North Africa, the Middle East, all of that is because the Pope in 1453 failed to send help in time. So all-time blunder. That was the end of the Roman Empire right there. So way to blow a 2,000-year-old empire uh, for no reason. So good job, guys.
1: Let me wake you, you guys yet, back Kevin? up. We're going <laughs> Portland Trailblazers way back in the eighties taking Sam Bowie second overall with Michael Jordan left on the board falling to the Chicago bulls third for a little history lesson. Hakeem Olajuwon went to the Rockets first overall. They got two rings out of it, but Portland felt like they needed a center. Bowie was just kind of okay in college and already had some history woes, but they decided they needed the big man and they felt like they were good in the backcourt. Meanwhile, Michael Jordan would go on to become the greatest. That's right. The greatest athlete of all time, led the Bulls to six titles, numerous scoring titles. I think a defensive player of the year could have kept going. He retired, tried to play baseball. That's a little bit of its own blunder in itself. Came back, won three more (laughs) titles, and he is the Air Jordan. He is the GOAT. Michael Jordan, Blazers, Bulls, that mess.
2: All right, so I finish finish off my uh, picks you got, you right here. Two. Okay, you got two right here. All right, um, oh boy, so I I don't love this, but I'm gonna go with this anyway. Um, the original Star Wars, okay, okay, in in the seventies, nobody wanted to do it. Nobody wanted it. Um, they took it to United Artists, Orion, Universal. And Disney, all of them passed on it. Eventually, 20th Century Fox took a shot on it because they they liked uh, the filmmaker and they wanted to trust him. And the rest is history because Star Wars ended up just absolutely blowing everybody out of the water. They've created not numerous movies, TV shows, merchandise, theme park rides. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on. And so to for all those studios that passed on that, they kind of fumbled the bag uh originally with the original Star Wars. So, I'm going with that. And then uh to round out my pick, I'm going with uh USA's invasion of Vietnam. Yeah. Uh huge blunder. Um didn't need to do it. The reasons for why they went into Vietnam uh kind of were flawed, ended up not even mattering. The fact that Vietnam was considering communism, it didn't really affect us. But what did affect us was all the troops that we lost in that war. We didn't end up winning. And that was one of the biggest blunders in in, in world history, I think.
1: Very political right there. Well, since you stole my tech one, I have to pivot to a, a less exciting one, but I want to be diversified anyway. So Taking you back to 1999, ExCite was approached by a couple little nerds that ran this company that wasn't worth much at the time called Google. They said, we'll sell it to you for a little under $1 billion. And ExCite said, nah, we good, bro. Well, Google is now worth (laughs) over $800 billion. The dot-com bubble happened. Companies like ExCite are irrelevant and Google is the empire of search engines. I mean, what doesn't Google own these days? I mean, they own YouTube. They own Maps. They they own Gmail. They have music. Google is everywhere. I mean, you can Google us and you'll find the podcast on Google. So to say to shut Google off like that, that is a huge blunder. All right. I'm
3: torn here for my last one. I, I have it down to three options. I like what Kevin's trying to do with rounding it out, with having a diversified portfolio here. I do have quite a bit of history already. I I don't have a sports one. Like, I want to go with Benedict Arnold turning to the British. I really want to, and I really want to talk about that. I really want to talk about the Archduke Franz Ferdinand's assassination. Chernobyl also on my board. But I'm going to go with a sports one here, and I'm going to go with someone who's close to my heart. I'm going to go with 32 NFL teams passing on Tom Brady six times. He is the best quarterback ever. He has six six or seven rings. I'm not sure. I think it might seven. be seven. Uh, you just can't let that happen. I mean, you just can't. You can pass on him in the first round. You can pass on him in the second round. You can pass on him in the third round. But after that, there's no excuse. Uh, he was talented at the University of Michigan, and you just – we see what happens now. He wins in new England. He wins in Tampa Bay and who knows, maybe he'll win on his next team when he, when he leaves this off season. So passing on Tom Brady, six times, 32 teams, unacceptable, all time sports blunder right there.
1: All right. Well, that's going to conclude the draft. So you can vote on Twitter and maybe Instagram, depending if I put a poll there.
2: Uh, yeah. I, lo- I lost this one. I, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 the, when you took Titanic, I should have gone Titanic higher because I don't, I didn't think that, well, did you, you had, you had uh, Escobar I was, I was eyeing Escobar board, in like right? the
3: fourth or fifth round.
2: Okay. Yeah. I went, I, I, I just blew it right off the top, but anyway, that was fun.
3: <laughs> I knew, I knew Constantinople was in the bag. I knew, I knew that wasn't going to get stolen. I was hoping to get Alaska, but I settled with Louisiana Purchase because I think Alaska is the bigger blunder of the two. But I, I like my squad. I, I think I did a good job rounding it out.
1: I feel pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I mean, if you love America, you're going to vote for me because I, I got the American Revolution in there. I got Alaska. I got great sports references. I got Google. So I think this is this is a home run right here. We'll see. I think it's going to be close.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's it's sort of like David reached all the way back in history and Kevin and I kind of hovered around sort of more modern times.
3: Yeah. Depending on our our voter demographic is going to determine if I what my vote percentage is.
2: Uh, I just I just know that one of our listeners, Frank M, is going to hate my team. So I just know that right off the bat. (laughs)
3: I'm gonna get a couple of listeners and be like, "What the hell is this guy talking about? What the hell is Constantinople?"
2: This was just an excuse for you to just unleash your. your Absolutely, your, I, could, your I could have gone. I could have Eastern gone. Eastern European off. history takes.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. First Most one you influential said influential event in the last thousand years. First when you were going Trojan. I thought you were going to <laughs> talk about like USC and Texas national title game or something. But no, no you was you fun went.
3: fact. I was at that game though.
1: them horns. Oh yeah, you heard that USC fans. That's why you shouldn't vote for him.
2: I mean I, one of the one of the blunders could be the the Yankees blowing a three, 3-0 lead in 2004. I'm honestly surprised nobody said Bill Buckner. Well, Kevin kind of did. I mean it was kind of on the you know after the Babe Ruth curse of the Bambino that yeah, kind of but
3: that's the blunder is is the Babe Ruth selling Babe Ruth to the Yankees. right. Like, I was considering Buckner, but I did some more research into it and it's like that game was I believe it was tied in extra innings, so they weren't even winning. So technically, he cost them the the game, but they weren't winning at that point. So, right. And they had a game seven to play. So, they didn't, that wasn't the end of the World Series. So, right. I think Bill Buckner kind of gets a bad rap, honestly.
1: Oh, please. If any Dodgers player had done that, you'd be roasting him every day for the rest of your life. (laughs) Well, it's more of the curse that came with
3: it, you know? Like, if they had won a World Series the next year, it would have been like, okay, whatever.
1: All right. Well, We have like a minute left. Is there any final thoughts for anything before we close out this podcast for the listeners?
2: I can't believe nobody drafted key Brian Hayes missing first base on a home run.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Things I totally think about. Dave Roberts putting in Kershaw in 2019.
2: Oh, we could do a whole draft on Dave Roberts.
1: (laughs) We could do a whole Dodgers draft trading Mike Piazza Letting Beltray walk.
3: Telling Pedro Martinez he's too small. Yeah, exactly. Jason Schmidt. (laughs) I feel bad for Benedict Arnold, man. He would have been a hero. He was a hero until he defected. And he got shot at Saratoga. And if he just died there, we'd view him the same way we do George Washington. So he he blew that one. He should be on this
1: list,
2: but... Now he's just an insult.
1: Yeah, if we had six spots, (laughs) he'd be on my list. All right, well, guys... Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening or follow us on YouTube. And hopefully the Dodgers bring us some news soon. It's a little slow. And, yeah, maybe another episode dropping in January. Maybe some more interviews. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, give us a five-star rating if you enjoy our show, and you'll hear from us soon. So, yeah, go Dodgers, everyone